Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Welcome in. It is the Tuesday edition and from the wild. From the wilderness, from well beyond the playing surface, Marty Baran, we are fully in summer mode. I just wanted to be at one with nature today, so if you hear some non-hockey chirps in the background, uh, that's because I am, in fact, with Mother Nature. Are you, you look not good. hearing me? You look me? good, Duffer. I think oh. that the uh, bright light and... Uh... No, I'm hearing you. Everything is good. I don't know if I'm getting my uh, Spalding Lake Wi-Fi interruption at 12.01 today instead of 12.26. But uh, you look good. You, uh, you, uh, the light is bright and there's a beautiful scenery and you look great. I, I love that you're outdoors. We should be outdoors more. This morning I was walking outside and I said, what a beautiful day. It is absolutely a beautiful day here in Western New York and everybody that can enjoy it outdoors as you are, Duffer. Then, uh, then do it. And you have your Andre the Warrior shirt on, which is always nice. It reminds me that uh, the four quarter fight is coming up, and you can follow along on social media. Uh, as far as that is concerned, hashtag four QF. It's coming up on August the twenty sixth. It's the second annual event featuring Andre the Warrior and his family. And as they do, uh, they just always, always, always give back to this community. It's a yes. tremendous event. Um, so many community members involved in it. It's a flag football event for kids. And uh, I had the pleasure of refereeing in last year's inaugural event. That was quite a treat. And uh, this year I'm more on the promotion side. So thank you for supporting the cause today, Marty, and getting us rolling. And guess what? We are sitting here on July 11th, and yes. we have NHL.com headlines. <laughs> and we start with uh, uh, this. This this is still one of the more interesting, let's call it that, moves of the offseason. Colorado, despite at the time not having hardly any forwards signed, yeah. moved off of Alex Newhook and this young player who has already won a Stanley Cup but has not earned really big NHL minutes finds himself now in Montreal with a four-year deal which is pretty good money I would say for Alex Newhook at this point in time wouldn't you look he's 22 years old right so if he can get him 30 to 40 points a year and play mm -hmm. a role up and down the lineup, I think that 2.9 is not bad. Like, it's probably a... I, it's weird to say that 
like nobody's going to sneeze at 2.9 million if you're doing 30 to 40 points a year, right? If you're Alex Newhook, it's like, okay, like, yeah, maybe it could be, you know, two, two and a half million, 2.9. You were able to give him term on a four-year deal will still be an RFA at the end of that deal, which is important for the Canadians because if they were a good fit for Newhook and if Newhook was a good fit for them, then they would still have his rights after the four years uh, the four-year contract runs out. So, but I'll be honest with you. I feel like the Montreal Canadiens paid a pretty good price for getting a player like Alex Newhook because they got a draft pick, uh, a defenseman that, um, you know, Colorado did was a third round pick in 2019. And then they ended up with two picks in last year's draft and the one in Nashville, we just went a late first rounder that was Florida's first round that Montreal had, and then a early second rounder. So it was almost like two first round pick and a mm-hmm. prospect for Alex Newhook, right? So I thought that was a, a hefty price to pay. I thought Colorado, despite the fact that they don't have a lot of forwards signed, um, you know, ended up getting good return. And Montreal liked the player, gave him an extension. So everybody's happy in the end. Um, but like when it's your top headline, when Alex Newhook is your top headline with the four-year contract, um, but you know it's a slow headline day. However, what is the one thing I continue to impress upon you and our team on a daily basis that I miss the obvious oh, yeah. headline time in and time out? So, in fact, was Alex Newhook's new contract the big story on NHL.com today. No, it was not. The big story on NHL.com, when you look at the main page, the top item, the big, bold title, okay? You like Mm -hmm. to look to the right side to headlines and see what the headlines are. But the NHL.com staff is basically doing a 32 teams in 32 days of summer. What Mm -hmm. did they do? And it started yesterday with the Arizona Coyotes. And who is today's top team is the Buffalo Sabres. So well, the top headline. Well, hang on. It couldn't have been alphabetical then because Boston comes before Buffalo. Uh, well, I don't know if they didn't do Boston, but <laughs> no, they uh, no, they did do Boston. Oh, actually, okay. they did Arizona, Anaheim, Boston. They did four already. So Good. this is how I miss the obvious is that I have not kept up on NHL.com headlines and the website the last few days, but they have done. Uh, and I'm Arizona boss, and now it's Buffalo. So getting buff is the headline that you, Duffer, missed this morning when you turn on NHL.com. So that headline could be misleading because you would think Dustin Buffalo is making a comeback, but that is it, not it, in it fact. It would have a- been a headline that's been used many times with Dustin Bufflin over the last few years. Like yeah. when uh, Winnipeg, well, um, Atlanta got Bufflin from Chicago, it was probably mm-hmm. getting buff. Like, oh, we got Dustin Bufflin or that type of thing. So, yeah. You miss him? A, do, do you feel like that was a career that just never saw the proper ending? No, I think that Dustin Bufflin had a significant impact. He did. And, but and I then think the health issues, thought, yeah. like, really ended it, his career shorter um, and then there was some weird things happening at the end. Did he even want to play? Was it really health? Like we'll never right. know. And, yeah. and I think that's in the past and it's buried, but I feel like Dustin Bufflin for the player that he was, um, he, he had a significant career. I look, mm-hmm. he's, he's not 
Eric Carlson and he's not Rasmus Dahlin and Owen Power, but Oof. I felt yeah. like he had a lot of traction for what he was able to do. Well, that's another actual uh, subheading or headline right now that we can put on the side and uh, time permitting, because as you know, we're always up against it here on Sabres Live, even in the middle of summer. Uh, when most other shows are not going. So we're happy to be with you. Um, yes. Put that uh, that speculation about Carlson in the lower tier today, because it certainly sounds like there's only a couple of possible destinations for him. And I think that'll be a significant story. But yes, this this is too good. This is too good to be true. We have hockey news pertaining to Lake Tahoe. Now, when this topic comes up it can only mean one thing it can only take us back to this moment in time to set the stage correctly i actually like i have never uh skated on a lake my entire life we're not skating on a lake though huh it's not on the lake it's not on a lake no it's beside lake no yeah i thought it was on lake Tahoe. no i didn't even know you take it for real oh you just crushed my dreams Edward Belmar, my hero, with Andre Burakovsky. And that was leading into the Winter Classic at Lake Tahoe. Yes. And here we are. During the pandemic, which was they needed to find a unique setting that they weren't going to yes. have fans there anyway. And here we are on July 11th, 2023, talking about Lake Tahoe <laughs> getting a team in the ECHL with yes. Tim Tebow as co-owner. Perhaps little-known fact is that Tebow is already an investor in Jacksonville and Savannah in the ACHL. <laughs> but my question is, does Tim Tebow, in fact, know that his new team will not be playing on Lake Tahoe? I would assume that, yes, Tim Tebow knows and has done his research and knows that hockey does not play uh or play well on a, a, a salted lake, right? Like, like that, on an it, unfrozen it, pond, unfrozen pond, right? Like it just does not happen. Now, to be fair, look, we have a lot of inside jokes at Sabres life with our staff and our crew member and you and I duffer and a few things always come back. And this one with Pierre Edouard Belmar, who is doing press conference with Andre Barkowski leading up to the Winter Classic and says, I've never skated on the lake. This is great. And there's a part of the clip that we didn't play. And Barkowski looks over and he says, 18th fairway, bro. Like, it's just so nonchalant, but so, so fitting for the whole crushing of the dreams of Belmar to finally skate on a lake. I hope he's found a lake, a glacier, Maybe the Rideau Canal in, in Ottawa to skate on at some time, but like he's got to get out there. Uh, but no, Lake Tahoe, I, Tim Tebow, which look, I, the ACHL is good. The ACHL is, is good. It's wonderful. And, and it's a great look. It's a great, I'm not saying it's a great investment because obviously minor pro hockey teams, you have to work hard at them. You have to have a great market. You have to work hard at them. Um, but like we just talked yesterday about the log jam that the Rochester Americans have with their yes. five plus two lines and nine defensemen. And that's mm -hmm. 
right now and in July 11th, there may be added players to that. Of course, yeah. The ECHL is a fantastic league, a development like uh, league that mm-hmm. young players can go and play instead of being on a fort line, the American League, and and waste away. Right. So the ECHL mm-hmm. and and Tim Tebow finding an opportunity here to uh, to grow because Tebow's got now his hands on three teams, and mm-hmm. that's allowed in the ECHL. But um, I find it that the ECHL. I, I think in a few in two, three, four years from now, you'll be talking more about the ECHL uh, on a regular basis. I, it's it's actually a fascinating discussion, probably for another day. Just you know the the marketing and just the attraction that these teams can become in their local market, which yes. for this new Tahoe venture is going to be the only pro team in town. Yes. So that in itself lends it to be unique, right? Um, but we also know the ongoing every day, every minute, um, you know, battle for the consumer dollar. And it's hard for minor league sports teams. Yes. But sports is sports. And when you have success, you draw people in and that just makes it all the more exciting. And I think, you know, like one of the best moments that we shared at the draft in Nashville was running into Jason Payne, the head coach in Cincinnati, who we've established a a nice relationship with over the years. And I mean, if you, you, everything you just said about the ECHL is so important when you think to how Cincinnati's season came to an end unexpectedly. Part of the reason it came to an end unexpectedly was because Jason had really good players on his team and Seth Appert needed those players on his team for depth purposes, and and maybe even more than that, because Josh mm-hmm. Passel came up, scored in the final game of the season, which they had to win to avoid a, a play-in round, and then he scored again in the playoffs. Like, they, and he, he ended up being like three or four guys that had had been you know pretty significant in Cincinnati all year. Um, so there is opportunity, and whether it ends up being opportunity in in the NHL, even if you take that step from the ECHL to full-time AHLer. Look at some of the contracts that American Hockey League players make. Yes. Just just even in like something as simple as like a guy like Rasmus Asplund, who's now moved on from the Sabres, went to the Predators, and now is with Florida, but he's on a two-way deal. And at the very minimum, Asplund is going to get $500,000 for playing in the American Hockey League. Like, yes. Who wouldn't be striving for that kind of money? And you look at the Amherst Defense Corps, a lot of guys that would probably not even be considered at this point as likely to get a game or two, even with injury with the Sabres, but they're going to make between two and $400,000 in the American hockey league. These are legitimate aspirations for players trying to work their way up through the ECHL. So I'm excited for Tahoe, just like I was excited for Coachella Valley last year. And then they just went all the way to the Calder cup final in, in year one of Seattle's affiliate. So I love I love this. I love the fact that people are willing to invest in it. And again, you can look at it from whatever angle you want, but guess what? It's going to be one of 29, just like the NHL has got one of 32. Yeah. You know, like well, these and are. So it's moving the league West. Like remember when the AHL started having a Western conference, like a California yeah. conference and all that. So now mm-hmm. you've got Idaho that has an ECHL team. You've got Utah that has an ECHL team. And now you're going to have Lake Tahoe. Those three teams are going to be competing. you got teams in Texas and yeah. in uh, 
I think it's Tulsa, right? Oklahoma. Like there yeah. is there is teams in a in a few different markets that are not used to be there, but the ACHL right. is growing the game in, in markets that you won't get the NHL there, and the AHL may not go there because of the proximity that they like to have with their farm team for mm-hmm. call-ups, but the ACHL can explore those. Well, AHL and the previous IHL have had teams in most of the cities that you just mentioned and yes. very prominent ones over the course of time. Um, longtime hockey fans will almost always recognize and remember those affiliations with great significance. Salt Lake, for instance, ha- had one. Uh, Tulsa was long with the Oilers and, long you know, Beach. it goes on and on and on. Yeah, long. Oh, my gosh. That like was in the IHL, Saber, John long Van Beach, Bochmere, and, yeah. yeah, I mean, Detroit and Vegas and all the rest of it, right? Like when the yeah. Vipers were, you know, not unlike Chicago, like they were the second hockey team, the Wolves in Chicago, the Vipers in Detroit, yes. but they were legit, right? And so we're going through that cycle where, you know, I mean, unfortunately in life, like most things experience a downturn. And then with the American Hockey League, it was just, okay, how do we figure this out cost-wise? create a Western division to minimize travel, but then COVID hits and, you know, you're without a Calder Cup awarded for a couple of years. Like these are significant hurdles for a league that doesn't have like television revenue, you know, like a, like the highest level. So I'm fascinated by how it goes. And I'm just, I think more than anything, I'm always really excited when people take, take the time and put a little bit of their own money into it and show some enthusiasm for the sport. I don't see how that can ever be viewed as a, as a, as a poor thing for hockey. Tahoe apparently um, previously had the Tahoe Blue, uh, which became the Tahoe Iceman. And that was from, Jeff said, 2013 to 2018. Okay. Um, and But I mean, like, even when you rattle off some of the Texas teams, like, whether it was U.S., like the Southern League or the Colonial League or whatever, like, you know, there's the fascinating thing is that there's always been really, really, really good, like what you might call double-A hockey markets where the locals just absolutely love the game. But until it lands on the big stage, people say, oh, well, that wasn't a hockey market. It's like, nah, you probably shouldn't say that. Like, there, there, there is a pretty strong appetite for this game in a lot of and unique pockets in the country. What have we found out the last few years, like the Florida influence, right? Like, players coming out yeah. from the hot market. Florida, Arizona, Austin Matthews, whatever. Like, Tage Thompson, right? Like, different markets can develop different players. Well, Florida... Back when I was, you know, starting my pro career in 97, 98 with, with, with the Rochester Americans, but then I ended up mm-hmm. getting sent down to the ECHL in South Carolina. There was mm-hmm. still an AHL and an IHL to like level right underneath the NHL. And the ACHL was mostly a Florida coast kind of like Atlanta, South Carolina, North Carolina coast type of thing. So the ECHL has now developed and has really like grabbed on that we are a a tool to develop players. Now, is there a lot of players that go through the ECHL and make it to the NHL? Not a ton, but there is there is a, a, some of them. And mm-hmm. happy birthday to Jordan Bennington, who you know I, I played some games in the ECHL, found his <laughs> way through. Yeah, it's more often goalies, right? Often goalies, a lot of goalies need playing time. It doesn't make sense to sit as a third goalie in the AHL if you're 20, 21-year-old. That's the European model. Play games. Play games. Even if it's a little bit lower level, you develop. We have one of the best examples of it in the Sabres organization and have had for the last few years. The house cat. The house cat. Like how popular has this guy been in all of his stops? 
he had a bobblehead night in Cincinnati when he was up playing in Rochester last year. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, so these local legends are kind of born. And then obviously Hauser's NHL story was, was incredible as well. Um, so although limited, but you know what I mean? So anyway, I'm excited for that. Um, and good reference on Bennington too. We're going to dive into the birthdays, I think a little bit later on, but, uh, how about Kalamazoo? Kalamazoo oh. is where he played. He played 40 games in Kalamazoo, which Kalamazoo has been a Jordan Bennington. Um, he played You're for kidding. the Kalamazoo. No, he played for the Kalamazoo Wings. Oh my gosh. Do you know where I am right now? No. I'm in Kalamazoo. <laughs> you're in a you're in a Buffalo State Park, I I thought. <laughs> you oh my gosh. Are you for real right now? I'm telling you in 2013, 2014. So here's here's how that all worked out. That's Jordan Bington played with the Owen Sound attack of the mm-hmm. OHL. And then the next year only got to play one game in the AHL. Again, there's a 20-year-old goaltender who mm-hmm. Plays one game in the AHL with the Chicago Wolves or are loaded because of their affiliation and their independent side of things. And mm-hmm. Jordan Bennington can't play in the AHL. He plays one game, gives up three, right? Loses the game. Um, that's it. And then he ended up playing, actually, yeah, gave up three, won the game in overtime, and then played 40 in the ACHL in Kalamazoo. Kalamazoo is wow. a big ECHL market. They were a big well, IHL market. It's a big ECHL market. It's also a big college market. Obviously, Western uh, Michigan is here, which is why I'm on assignment trying to, uh, you know, follow along as Matthias Samuelson goes back to his alma mater for offseason training. Oh, okay. Well, good. Um, Okay. Did you believe that or not really believe that? I I believed it. Yeah. Okay, good. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. You made made it. You made it very convincing. Pierre-Luc Dubois is trying to convince people that he's different now. Oh, my God. And so the NHL.com headline is Dubois ready to... Fully be me with the LA Kings. I like how they put that in quotation because it was an actual quote. I am ready to fully be me. (laughs) You don't do that. You don't. That's a sound I make. You you don't make that sound too often. (laughs) What is your projection for Dubois, his personal success and his success with the Kings? over this new long-term deal. Okay, so if Dubois was 21 or 22, and that was his first change of address, and he's like, yeah, you know what? was not a fit for me. I wasn't able to be fully myself, but now I feel like I'm going to be fully me. I'd buy it. I'd buy mm-hmm. it, right? Because, well, he's young. He's 25 years old. 25 years old is the new 35 years old in the NHL. Like, you know who you are by that point. You know what you're about. You know who you are. Can you mold it a little different depending on the culture and the organization? Yes, like Phil Kessel. Like, but Phil Kessel, right, when he was in Toronto, he was who he is. He never changed. He didn't change in Pittsburgh. He didn't change in Vegas. But it, it maybe the, the environment wasn't the right one. But that was one place, one place. Mm-hmm. Pierre-Luc Dubois was in Columbus, then in Winnipeg. And now it's saying, well, now I can fully be me in LA. Okay, well, maybe because the expectations won't be the same because you have Anse Kopitar, you have Philip Deneau, you have, you know, a lot of, of I, Andrew Dowdy. You're you forgetting have... their top scorer. Huh? You're forgetting their top scorer. Um, Gabe Velarde? No. No, no he's gone to scorer? Winnipeg. Their top scorer. Oh. Former Predator, former Wild. Kevin, uh, Kevin Fiala. Kevin Fiala. Yes, yes, you're right. I'm like, <laughs> yes. 
Gabe Velarde and I follow were traded for Pierre Dubois, which is yeah. look, they're two really nice players, mm-hmm. right? And Kapari yeah. went uh, as well, and a uh, first round pick, a, a second round pick, I should say. Went so look, LA paid big bucks and the extension, big bucks for Pierre Dubois. But I hate when somebody says, "Oh, finally, I'll be able to fully be me." Like you are who you are. I don't believe Pierre-Luc Dubois is going to be different. Now, maybe LA's got a bit of a different expectation for Pierre-Luc Dubois and he's going to surround him a little bit better and he won't need to be an, as impactful as he needed to be in Winnipeg and then and also Columbus. Uh-huh. But he's not going to change. He'll still be himself. Can I give you another name that I would be paraphrasing, but the player basically said the same thing when he arrived in LA and now he's in the news about to sign with someone else? Uh, I don't know who's that. That would be Brendan Lemieux, who's oh, on yeah. like his oh, 19th organization. Yes. But when it was LA and the Rangers, it was, you know, it's going to be this whole brand new Brendan Lemieux. And even well, last Lemieux year. was here in Buffalo. Well, and then but was he never traded was, actually. He was, but he wasn't. He was. He was drafted here. Yeah. I don't want to be here. Trade to Winnipeg. I don't want to be there. Traded. Like, it's like, come on, dude. Like, but, just but play. Here's the thing. Like, he, there must not be something going right for him behind the scenes based on the fact that when he came in with Philly last year, he quickly looked like he was getting minutes and making, you know, quote unquote, an impact. Well, <laughs> that didn't last. So here's and, the thing. He was yeah. given an opportunity because of one person and one person only. Mm-hmm. It's Danny Briere, who played with Claude Lemieux in Arizona. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Claude Lemieux, obviously, is the dad of Brendan Lemieux. And yeah. John Tortorella was also part of the Arizona organization as an assistant coach for a while and then moved around. So I think that there was a, let's give him a benefit of the doubt at first. Let's give him a lot of my, a lot of minutes, a lot of everything. But mm-hmm. again, you don't change. I hate to say it, people, but you can, you can adjust your life. You can maybe, you know, over time, and it takes time, change mm-hmm. the way you are. But these, these instant reaction on the ice, these, these, you know, fractions of seconds decisions that your brain makes, mm-hmm. they don't change. No. We talk about well, not Jordan without therapy. Like and Jordan I'm not, Binnington. I'm not saying that lightly. I mean, like yeah. you need to work on it. Oh, you need to work on it. But it, when you have, so in life, when you have time to sit down and breathe it in and say, okay, in the past I would have made this decision, but now I feel like I need to make a different decision. You that that's okay. Th- those type of uh, scenarios can happen, and you can make better decisions. But when you're on in a game of hockey on the ice, you get hit from the side, right? And it's not from behind, but it's from the side. And the wires touch because they always were touching. Mm-hmm. It takes more than a year. It takes more than six months to change the way that your reaction is going to be. And we talked about birthday boy Jordan Bennington, right? But like. Even when his coach is like, stop the puck and don't worry about anything else. It mm-hmm. takes a month, boom, he's back to doing his old crazy stuff again. Like yeah. I just, Brendan Lemieux is for me the type of player and Pierre-Luc Dubois is the type of player that I, maybe the, the the bubble around you changes, but you inside of it is the same person. Maybe it's a, a it fits better with the other ingredients, mm-hmm. but you're not a main ingredient and you're getting paid like one for Pierre-Luc Dubois. Well, and that's fascinating the way you phrase that, because obviously Carolina is, I think, very well regarded in NHL and NHL fan circles as an organization 
organization that keeps trying and trying and trying and they they're aggressive which fans love yeah but as for all the success that they've had and i i do have them you know in an upper tier because i i think they're they're really 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 well put together well coached and i love a lot of their players and right wow. now, I'm sorry, Duffer, but I know there's probably a lot of people watching this on MSG or listening on WGR 550 that are saying, uh, no, people do change. And I, I'm all embracing the change, mm-hmm. but there's embracing the change when it's the first time it happens and you say, hey, let me see it. Let me see the change. But when it's four times in a row, five times in a row that the change was supposed to happen and didn't happen, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, okay, I... I accept you, Pierre-Luc Dubois, as you are, mm-hmm. but I'm not paying you uh, $8.5 million over an eight-year deal to be a top player because I know it hasn't happened. Right. And why, and I and for, for sure on Dubois and why I just wanted to punctuate it on Lemieux because Carolina has signed him, um, yeah. you know, they, they have a reputation of doing good things um, with higher-end players and with lower-end. They're not afraid to do it. But sometimes they get a pass in my opinion because of you know the home runs or at least the doubles that they've hit but they've also had a lot of swings and misses yeah. and yes Puy is the latest on that and I dare say Brendan Lemieux might end up being that as well but they don't care in the sense that they have enough of everything else to offset the swings and misses which is yes. the hallmark of a good organization now Jay Fresh Hockey had a good take on this too and it's simple and I can't tell how tongue-in-cheek it is, but it's Brendan Lemieux signed, and this is the funny part, $0.8 million is a physical fourth-line winger who takes a lot of penalties. Let's go, Canes. <laughs> the Canes have been taking more penalties than anybody else, and and Rod Brindamore complains about refereeing all the time, and they've had it him. Hey, uh, look, you want energy on the fourth line? You want a guy yeah. that's going to mess things around? Okay, but yeah. Well... And the way you described, you know, either Dubois, but more specifically Lemieux, who was drafted by Buffalo, rights were with Winnipeg. He went to the Rangers. He went to L.A. He went to Philly. He's now signed by Carolina. It's very much reminds me of Naked Gun 33 and a third when they say, this is your last chance. And I'm not talking Steve Howe last chances either. That is the late Steve Howe. But boy, was he reinstated in baseball yes. a lot of times for a lot. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, 
better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We're back with more of Sabres Live. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Back half hour of the Tuesday edition of Sabres Live here on WGR and MSG, not on MSG Sphere yet. Although you're thinking, Marty, that maybe Kevin Weeks will break news on that incredible sphere in Vegas at some point. Well, I got to give credit where credit's due, Duffer, and uh, our friends at Spit and Chicklets. They, uh, they put, Your put friends. a tweet. Huh? Well, I, Your you know, friends. I, I call them, they're our friends. They're, they're our friends. We saw them at Tootsie's at, uh, on the top floor uh, on Wednesday night after the first round. And uh, I got to uh, say hello to uh, to all of them. But anyway, um, they put out a tweet yesterday with a beautiful face picture of Kevin Weeks on the sphere, basically saying, yeah. this is where Weeksy needs to break his next big signing or trade on the MSG sphere in Vegas. I think if there's one person that can get it done, it is Kevin Weeks. Like you literally. You know the draft is there next year. I, I think Kevin Weeks would have welcome to the NHL entry draft, kind of like bubbling and and it would be fantastic. Even, look, I, I hold a lot of respect for the job that, you know, like uh, Bob McKenzie did for many years and Alec Freeman and Darren Drager and Pierre Lebron and those guys, like they do a fantastic job. But there's not been anybody that has grasped the market, especially through video breakdowns, like yeah. Weeksy because of, and it happened by mistake, right? He took a video just as at top half in the setting, and then he did another one, and then he did another one, and he pushed it, and people loved it. So, like, if you put dregs on the sphere, I'd say, dregs, it's great, but it's not Kevin Weeks. I want Kevin Weeks on the sphere. That I understand, and I can't wait to see how this evolves based on the fact that Vegas is not only the uh... – Home of the Stanley Cup champions, but they're hosting the draft next year. They will undoubtedly continue to have more and more all-star games in the future because of the draw that they are for players and families and a little, you know, getaway time during the course of the season. All right. Well, how, because much, we... how much does it cost to be on the sphere? Because when, when we do our next road crew party in Vegas, we, you and I, need to be on the sphere, welcoming people to the road crew party. You might like that idea. I I am somewhat mortified of that idea still. Like, I'll, I'll give you two examples. Okay. Um, there was a lobby bar at the Marriott in Tampa one time when we were traveling with the Sabres, and I walked in, and their, their television screen was gigantic. And the first thing I thought was, oh, my gosh. Like, how bad do I look when the screen is that big? And then when 716 opened, and it's like, Oh, yeah, but the problem the with thing, Southern the, 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 Tier, I will say no, no, this. I, the problem with Southern <laughs> Tier and 716 is that, and I've been wanting to tell them from the get-go, is when they put the game on the screen without anything else on, it is distorted. It is stretched out. If they hmm. put stuff on the right side and then they have the right resolution and yeah. the right format, it's fine. We look fantastic, Duffer. I've seen it. 
I've the seen saving, it in the post game. The saving grace. Why you were not? So you went and rewatched the post game. How did that work? Uh, no, it was like replayed the next day, and they had oh, okay. it on, and okay. it was good. Well, I will say this: the saving grace when I was that big on the seven one six screen was that I was working with Mayday. And his hands, he was way bigger. no, his hands and head, but his hands were the talking point. Nobody yes. could get over their obsession with Brad's hands when he was working next to us. So, yes. so that was good. And then of course, now, if it was you and me up there in now Southern tier, people would just fixate on your eyes. So I actually have little to worry about in all of this, but what I was going to say was based on the naked gun trend that we set <laughs> In the first half hour of the show, um, this NHL.com headline, if you will, struck me as very Naked Gun-esque. Tarasenko Dumba among remaining UFAs. Mm -hmm. Yes, thank you. It's the old cigarette. Yeah, I know. Like, (laughs) these are things we know. Like, give me news here. Like, you know, you don't need to state the obvious here. Otherwise, why single out those two compared to others? Like, there are still a lot of names. Um, you know, to, to, to find, to find, uh, new homes, but you were somewhat intrigued about Tarasenko the other day. And the Dumba name has in fact, seemingly been very, very, very quiet here as we sit on July 11th. I'll start with the Dumba because, uh, it has been very quiet so much so that I am now getting texts and calls on, from people and say, have you heard anything on Dumba? I'm like, excuse me. I'm not an insider. I'm just an analyst. I just read and listen and i use my opinions to formulate like what i think is going to happen or has happened and i'm not in search of 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 news and people are calling me thinking i may have found us so matt dumba and our friend james at afp analytics had him on a three-year deal at four and a half four point four million dollars of projection i think that may be a problem that may be a problem for two things. One is that who has four and a half million dollars right now that they can give out and who has that for three years on a uh, Matt Dumbo is 29 years old. I'm thinking you want to settle for one year, get a one year deal at probably three and a half to four. And then, but then again, for Dumbo, it's like, Hey, I got a family. Am I going to go somewhere for one year, rip him up and go somewhere else after like, there's all that card. And I think it takes time. So Dumba's yeah. going to take time. Tarasenko, same thing. Our friend James at AFB Analytics has Tarasenko on a three-year deal at $5.4 million, I believe it is. I'm scrolling down right now. And mm. yeah, five no, $5 million a year for three years. I don't think anybody's lining up to give Tarasenko three years right now. So is he going to do what most... People did like take a one-year deal and hope to. Well, when you build say most, I mean Bertuzzi did. How many others stand out to you? You know, going going that route. Domi did in Toronto. So those are the yeah. the ones that maybe would be in that range, right? In the four to five million dollars, maybe five and a half million dollars. That teams mm-hmm. are like, I can't give you that. I'll give you four years at two point nine, like I gave Newhook, but I can't give you three years at five million. Age significantly different, obviously, there for both yes. compared to New Hook. Um, by the way, if you are thinking that there may be trends happening as far as the signings have gone since July 1st, our insider Shana Goldman from The Athletic writes about it today. So please check it out on just what she's observed nice. so far when it comes to, you know, some contracts, especially for the 35 plus crowd uh, that come with bonuses, but give you that short term relief in, you know, trying to get a lower cap hit. 
Um, she also had some cool detail on the Connor Brown deal in Edmonton as well. Um, do you think Shayna has, I mean, I know she's watching tennis, but do you think she's going to continue along with us this summer or is she going to seek uh, a Northern hiatus? I think she will probably come, uh, come on maybe once a week or every other week just uh, to talk about NHL headlines on NHL.com and maybe on the athletic as well. But yeah. I would love, listen, what I love about Shayna is that I mean, we could do a segment on tennis. I know people are going to say you're a hockey show. I get it. But we could talk about anything and apply it to our area, Buffalo, mm -hmm. Western New York, the Sabres, the Bills, whatnot, right? I mean, I was up this morning and I watched Jesse Pagula's match and I was so, oh, like heartbroken when she lost in the quarters and um, she was up 4-1 the third set and whatever. And we could talk about it because Shayna, like, she watches tennis. She watches a lot of other sports. I could talk home run derby with you, Duffer, because I watched it last night. Well, I watched the first round. Then after that, I'm like, okay, I've seen mm -hmm. enough. Um, and I was watching other things. But yeah, I we could talk about anything. You know who would be mad at you right now? That would be Shayna, because you may have, in fact, uh, not Spoiled referenced it? a spoiler alert. Yes. Uh, so um, apologies to those who uh, had not seen Jesse's match yet. And we're avoiding social media. Well, I'm you know trying what? to make you She's feel safe. She's swinging shame. doubles this afternoon, so you can go and watch <laughs> that one live. Well, it was in fact heartbreaking, and that's you know. But that being said, there is a lot to be said for where she ranks in the world and her ongoing, you know, positioning at these tournaments. And she'll get over that quarterfinal hump soon enough, and uh, and it will be well earned for sure. Um, you know what I found when, out today, just so you know, during the match, and this is not a spoiler alert or whatever, is that yeah. after the French Open, she went back to Florida to mm -hmm. get ready for the, the grass season. And she actually trained at Jack Nicholas' house because he has a couple of grass tennis court in his backyard. Oh. <laughs> How amazing. Like the, 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 the Jack Nicholas has grass tennis courts in his backyard it would have been funnier if you said she was practicing against jack to get ready <laughs> for this season on grass because about building confidence that, about, that would, he that probably would, would have used a wedge and been able to uh to 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 hit the guard the tennis ball anywhere he wanted all right how many more years are we going to be celebrating joe pavelski's birthday here on oh, yeah. sabers live the man is quite relevant it's his day it's bennington's day it's others big day we'll continue along that and probably mix in some saber news right after this on sabers live on wgr sports radio 550 and ms baseball is back and so is mlb.tv watch every out-of-market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices anywhere anytime all season long Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We're back with more of Sabres Live. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. I don't want to speak too soon, Marty, but we've done it again. In this early summer era, we've gone through an entire show and not crossed everything off our list. Happy birthday, Joe Pavelski. He is 39 years of age today. And for little Joe, it is a birthday that is, in fact, very significant. Remember, 
the Sabres had the only over 40 player last year in Craig Anderson. Pavelski is 39. That ranks him as the oldest forward in the NHL. And he is trailing only Mark Giordano right now among the elder statesmen in the NHL. Why is Marc-Andre Fleury uh, looking like he's 28 still, but is actually 38 years old? Look who's in the middle. Pierre, Bet- Pierre Edward Belmar. Belmar, yes. Woo-hoo. He also looks young. There's a couple of guys on that list that look like they've aged and a couple of guys on that list that still look young. Like Ryan Suter still looks like a young guy, yeah. like still in his yeah. mid-20s. Man, if Belmar and Burakovsky don't drop the ceremonial puck on the first ever game in Tahoe, like what a missed <laughs> marketing opportunity. I cannot wait for this. <laughs> They could do a whole skit. Anyway, uh, Jordan for us, it's is... a missed opportunity, but for a lot of people, it's like, what? That that doesn't exist. <laughs> but it's one of those things where you introduce people to the joke for the first time. They're like, oh my God, how did I miss that back yeah, in the day? Because yeah. it's so good. Bennington is 30. Trocek is 30. Ryan Strom is 30. Daniil Miramanov is 26. Does he have a ring though? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think he gets a ring. He played, he played more than a dozen it. games in the regular season, didn't see any in the playoffs. But my guess is, although it's a tough defense to crack, um, Miramonov's a good chip there. And I think uh, I think he'll gain more and more traction here as the years go they on. He could petition uh, for him to get a ring, not to get yes. a ring. I think he gets a ring, but oh. probably not his name on the cup. That's the thing. Like, yeah, I think he probably gets a ring, but maybe not his name on the cup. Well, uh, we have a ridiculously small and talent, but ridiculously small, but incredibly large in talent crew that runs this show. Happy birthday, Addie. She's in the oh, control yeah. room and uh, she has not shared her age like everybody else on this NHL list. And that's fine. Uh, we can move off of that. Um, oh, more balloons, though. You're never too old for more balloons. Uh, oh, apologies for the uh, blimp on my radar. Just going overhead there. But um, it's Slurpee Day. Will you indulge? I'm thinking I might. I've never done this. Uh, I, so I, I may actually make my way to uh, a, uh, a 7-Eleven not far from here and see if you're, I actually get a free Slurpee. You established yesterday that you are such a homebody. <laughs> this is the next level homebody. I've never even been to 7-Eleven for a Slurpee. Well, I've been to, but never <laughs> been for a Slurpee, let alone the free Slurpee on 7-Eleven. So I, okay. I'm thinking I'm going to go. Yes. Okay. It's been quite a day. Will it be very soon a big day for a couple of young Buffalo defensemen? I'm not going to say very soon. I think that right now everybody's kind of quiet and agents and players and general managers are probably uh, getting some family time, some downtime. But I do believe that before training camp, and I know that's a long time between now and September, I am not worried one bit about Rasmus Dahlin and Owen Power and their extensions that would be coming up. I think that mm-hmm. they probably have a really good framework as to what it looks like, uh, where that's going to fit in. But you probably just have to go over a couple of things when it comes to uh, these large amount of, of money. And so I'm not worried mm-hmm. at all. Um, I don't think it's going to be this afternoon, but I also don't think it's going to be like in January of next year. Well, it can't be for Dalene, otherwise he's going to miss half the season. Well, no, he could still play on the last year, uh, last year of his deal, right? Dude, he's up. Wait a second. I we're end, we're ending the show right now with no Dalene still has one more year at six. <laughs> okay, you're okay, right. Yeah, I, I thought I just, you had me like literally <laughs> like 
<laughs> Diane. See ya. <laughs>highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's gonna go! Alvarez ties the game! Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.